So, uh, can you hear me? Yes. Right. So, if, if you don't hear me, then you just mention to it. So, now it's about five, 4 o'clock, and, uh, and there will be a Dhamma talk. Maybe you think that, uh, good, then at 5 o'clock you, you can go and eat something. <laughs> but unfortunately, yesterday, when we took the precepts, then a lot of you uh, took the, 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 the sixth precept. Maybe without knowing it. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> so, you're in trouble. <laughs> but uh, we, we, have to, we have to understand why are these precepts, and especially the, the, the precepts of uh, not eating after 8, after, not after 8, after, uh, after 12 o'clock. It's just uh, more practical. Like, of course, you will not have to wait in the line. Right for the dishes, <laughs> but uh, it's it's more practical when you don't when you don't exercise so much and you are just doing the meditation. Then s sometimes it, it's much more uh, uh, convenient. Like if you just skip the meal, especially if you take a good breakfast and if you take a good lunch, then you can easily pass <laughs> over the night uh, uh, evening meal. It's a question of habit. So if you get used to it, then it's fine. Right, and uh, there is no force. No one of you is uh, is forced to uh, to observe the precepts, and uh, it's really up to you. But the point that I mention it now is that uh, just to facilitate the the staff in the kitchen, they need to know, okay, now for uh, how many people they will have to uh, to to make the, the the meal ready or to to get something ready in the evening. So, in case you want to observe the the six precepts, then I think there is a there is a a board or there is a paper and then you just sign your name so that it makes it easier also if you want to change if you don't feel very comfortable with that then it's not a problem yeah so if you go in and off of your list well, sometimes you are very hungry sometimes you are not hungry uh, then you please uh, you please erase your name if, if your name is there on the list so that the kitchen now. Yeah. Talking about food, I just like to mention uh, uh, aspects of the Asians. I mean, also in the West, uh, sometimes uh, some habits are there, like in regard to food. Like uh, for those who have been to Asia, like I know, like in Burma or Sri Lanka, for example, the first thing they 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 they, they ask you, even if they don't know you, huh? They ask you, oh, did you eat your rice? What's this? Is it? No, somebody who doesn't know you, and just the first thing that he, the person is asking to you, have you eaten? So, in the world, not everybody has a chance to eat. And also, it is very difficult if we don't have anything in our stomach. It's very difficult to think clearly. And that's why uh, in, in the Buddhist uh, you know, uh, environment, uh, often this is a consideration that, that, that has to be taught of. So before uh, giving uh, you know, instructions or speaking about deep things, we need to be comfortable and also we need to have something to, uh, to have that kind of uh, physical security. Okay, now I have enough to eat and I am fine. Right? So 
I think just a, a question of comfort. You see that in many countries, they are so hospitable, and they say, oh, did you eat something? And I eat something, and then we'll talk, right? I'd like to say that uh, now I have been here for about a week, and I had the chance just to have a few walks around. Uh, I walk in the woods and, uh, and things like this. You know, many places where you, you, you can have a really wonderful walk. And uh, at the beginning, I didn't see anything. But uh, after a few days, then I saw a skunk. Right? But then I also saw a porcupine. Have you ever seen a porcupine? Oh, it's amazing. First time I see that in my life, and I had been in, in woods before. Hmm? And then I also saw a deer, like I, I was walking, and then the deer just uh, went in front of me. And also I saw this huge woodpecker. The, the, uh, so I think it's a question of observation. It's a question of approach. How do we approach Life. How do we approach the people we are working with? Our wife, if we are married, our husband, our children, the people uh, in life in general, the work we are doing. How do we approach? How do we approach the meditation? Hmm. I think this is very important. The meditation is a question of relationship. What is happening inside of us, and then the relationship we have with the world outside of us. So the approach in meditation will have to do with what is happening inside of ourselves. What is our state of mind when we are practicing the meditation? This is very important. That's why the, the, the aspect of metta loving kindness of our caring is very important. So if we care for ourselves, if we care for what we are doing, then the approach is much more, it's much more adequate. There is a scientist, I think you may, you might have heard that, but uh, that uh, he said that the great discoveries come not so much by finding something else than what is there, uh, by looking what is there, but by looking at the same thing with different eyes. So when we are doing the meditation, it is just the same old stuff. But we can look at it in different ways. And then we can come to understand, we can come to see aspects of ourselves that we have never seen before. And this is where the discovery is coming. Just a small discovery, but actually these small little things come to make a huge difference in our life. For those who know the text, then uh, we hear often that right view, right understanding, that means samadhiti, is coming first. 
That means we need to understand what we are doing. It is very important. What does samadhi refer to? It refers to the perspective we are having. So the perspective we have on the things that we are observing is going to determine our attitude to it. So to have the proper understanding, the proper perspective, we need some distance. So now we see that the approach that we will have to develop will also need to include the aspect of distance. The dimension of distance. So that means the distance of time and the distance of space. Think about that. Now you are in a retreat, you are a little bit far away from your house, far away from your daily activities. You have a different perspective of what you are doing there because of the distance. Same thing with the time. When you are a kid or when uh, something happened last year or before, and now you look at these events that happened before, you are able to see a little bit more objectively because you are not completely involved in them. So the distance of time that uh, is coming into the perspective you are having in regard to life is going to bring you a clearer understanding. So now I will try to introduce to you a, a kind of very technical aspect of the, of the thing. But it's not very complicated because you understand it the way you understand it and it doesn't matter. So the thing I'd like to to bring now is that uh, in regard to the meditation, I will consider the psychological distance that we have in regard to the object of observation or the situation. And for that purpose, I will use also the Buddhist text uh, and uh, use also the terminology that we see in in the Buddhist text, especially the Buddhist text that is uh, that are related to the gradual training. So, if you look at the, the, the uh, some of these texts, you will hear often, and also here it is written here and there about the gradual training. Huh? So, the gradual training starts sometimes just with the bare uh, aspect of ethics and uh, things like this. So, it's gradual. Gradually, we are getting into the ocean of Dhamma, gradually, step by step, and also uh, little by little. 
So from this gradual training, often we see the mention of a The dimension of uh, uh, governing the sense faculties. This refers to, if you know a little bit the Pali, the Indriya, Indriya Sangvara. Sometimes the, the term Indriya Sangvara is translated as the uh, restraint of the sense faculty or, a guarding, or, or a guarding the sense doors. Huh? But here I like to, to use the term governing the sense faculties because sometimes the word restraint seems can seem a little bit constricted, like, okay, now I have to restrain myself, and you just, you think that you cannot do anything and everything is wrong. It's not that. We have to understand how, actually, to protect our mind. So the idea of governing the sense faculties refers mostly to be able to guard and protect our own mind. I will give some example about this. Uh, I think it is important to understand that, right? And uh, sometimes uh, before I was asked, you know, to, to, to give a, a talk about this, and then I talk, oh, what is this, you know, talking about restraint of the sense faculty? And then uh, I had read just a few days before, I did reading in a newspaper uh, in Germany, and it was the story, a real story, that uh, it's the story of a, of a young teenager girl. And uh, what happened with her is that uh, uh, at some point, uh, you know, on the, on, the, on the weekend, then her parents uh, told her, I don't know what age she was, but she was pretty young. Uh, and then she told her that, okay, now uh, daddy and mommy are going uh, uh, for the weekend. Huh? So you please stay at home and then we trust you and then you are... Uh, you are going to manage your, 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 the place and we will come back in two days. Okay, so the girl, of course, she was very happy about that. And, uh, <laughs> but you know, as a teenagers, you, 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 you think that your parents, they don't know anything about life, isn't it? <laughs> so what the girl did, uh, with all these, uh, you know, informatic things like this, she, 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 she sent a message, I don't know on, I don't know on what, huh? I'm not on that uh, uh, generation so much. She sent a message, I mean, and then she, she wrote, okay, Saturday night, open house at such and such a street and such and such an address. So she think, ah, oh, yes, I love everybody. Oh, very nice. <laughs> so let everybody come to my house and we'll have a good time. So great, this is good, no? We need to be open-hearted and then to welcome <laughs> everybody. But the point is that uh, people start to come, the door was open, the heart was open, but actually uh, people didn't stop to come. Hmm? They were coming and then coming. And then they were coming again and again. And then at 12 o'clock in the night, uh, 12 o'clock uh, midnight, then uh, not only they were coming, but they were staying. And actually, it was a little bit uh, difficult to control. At 2 o'clock, they were still there. And then what happened? There were so many people, and I mean, just a bunch of young kids, right? And uh, uh, I guess, I mean, of course, some people who were smoking. Huh? So sometimes they don't know, they, 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 they mistake the, 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 
the bell for uh, for uh, ashtray, and then sometimes they miss they miss they miss the ashtray, and they, they they put the cigarette in the in the, in the in the couch, right? So anyway, what happened actually is that the fire took place, and then the whole house burned down. The whole house burned down. So the parents came back and. Well, they found the house, but actually there was nothing much left of it. And uh, so, uh, will that kind of, I mean, just uh, simile, could that refer to uh, to guarding the sense faculty to guard uh, to guard our mind a little bit? Hmm? Are we aware of uh, which kind of guests we allow uh, ourselves to welcome? Which type of thoughts we entertain? Are we aware of that? That we are looking, we are listening, and then we just hit like, oh, good, good, good. No distinction at all. Is it important to see what we are feeding our mind with? So it's very important at least to have a minimum of sensitivity to be aware that what is the effect of the things we maintain the things that uh, we, we, we cultivate in the mind. So that means in regard to the five senses, you see something and then you hear something, you smell, you, 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 you taste and then you touch. All these sense impingement are creating some effect on the mind. So if we are sensitive, we see, okay, now when I look in, in such a way, to such a thing, this is what is happening with my mind. When I listen to such a thing, when I listen in such a way, this is what is happening in my mind. Huh? And also when, when I touch, when I, when I taste. If we are very much aware of what is happening there, then we can kind of get a type of maturity that will say to us, Okay, wait a minute. Now this is not very healthy, and then you better protect yourself. Why? Because we don't want fire to cut in the house of our mind. We like to protect ourselves. So that's why now the you see the the, the we together with a friend I made some chart that are just going to be uh, as an example of the psychological distance that we need to have from the object. That means in regard to our meditation, we need to evaluate what we need to do at a specific time. So it's not on all, the, all the time, okay, now I have to meditate and here and then, right, or, or, or rising. No, we need to listen, we need to watch, we need to observe, right? So that means we, 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 we need to, to adapt to adopt a type of distance that will give us a clue of what, we, what is needed, what is appropriate to do in this specific situation. So sometimes we are very tired and then we are full of pain and then, okay, now, what do we need to do at that time? We need to relax, we just need to be aware and then just to, just to accept the things as they are, right? We don't need to strive too much, just, okay, now, just observe and just, Keep a kind of distance which at least is going to give us the possibility to protect the mind. Instead of rolling in all kinds of uh, unskillful mental states, we are aware, okay, now this is the state of my mind, and then I'm not, uh, I'm not going off, right? You, don't, uh, you are able to protect your mind to some extent. So... Um, 
So this is, this is called governing the sense faculties in the Riyah Sangvara. And also the, the guarding that is spoken about, it's all about mindfulness. Also, sometimes I have heard, and probably yourself uh, also, that okay, now some people, they say they are practicing mindfulness. Yes, we are practicing mindfulness, but mindfulness has to be there all the time. That means also that you have many modes, uh, many, div- many uh, types of level of mindfulness. So mindfulness itself can have many functions. So in this case, mindfulness has the function to restrain the mind in regard to all the six senses and then plus the mind. So I will put the, the chart, I mean, the, I mean the, you can look at it, if you don't understand it, it doesn't matter at all. So uh, I will put it there, right, and then you, 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 you can ask questions if you like. Huh? If you don't like, it, it doesn't, it's not important. So here, the distance from the object is a little bit far away. Governing a sense, faculties is a bit far, right? I mean, you don't see, but uh, you, you may see later on. <laughs> it's very far, I think. <laughs> So the second one is mindfulness and clear comprehension, sati, sampajanya. And then this word is here, is, apply, is applied just in relation to the, to the aspect of wisdom that is a little bit increased, but not up to the level of vipassana. Because sometimes also we, we might have heard, and then, then uh, we might have heard the, the, the term sati sampajanya, sati sampajanya, in regard to the vipassana, right? But uh, uh, this term refers to the clear comprehension. So clear comprehension, that means, uh, sati means mindfulness, and then sampajanya is the aspect of wisdom, the aspect of understanding. So mindfulness is there, and then uh, comprehension uh, or understanding is there together. So mindfulness actually is just the quality of presence. You are present to the situation, you are present to the object, you are present, actually very present. And then uh, the aspect of wisdom that is coming together with that presence of mind, the aspect of panya is going to evaluate what needs to be done, right? So you are very mindful, but mindful, but the, the, the panya will tell you, okay, now this is the situation you are in, and then this is what you have to do. Huh? And this situation will refer to the physical actions, huh? where you are in regard to the situation where you are, and, and, and uh, physically, and then also it will evaluate if it is appropriate or not appropriate to do such and such an action. Also, it will evaluate uh, if it is uh, uh, skillful. If it is, uh, it will also evaluate the purpose of uh, your actions. So it's good to be present. Huh? It's good to be in the present moment. But uh, if we don't know what we are going, well, it's not very intelligent. So that aspect of wisdom is going to remind us what we need to do, where we are going. So you are mindful, like a cook in a kitchen, right? If you just cut your carrots and then cut your carrots and, 
And then the time goes on and you are just cutting your carrots be, without being aware of the purpose of that thing. Uh, then you will just miss the whole thing and then people will scold you because you are not, uh, uh, you are not in time for making the lunch. But I think here the staff has been pretty, uh, pretty, pretty uh, wise, right? Because uh, the time is always, uh, is always there. So then the wisdom is telling you the purpose for which the action is being performed. Also, it's very important, a context and also a purpose, suitability. In regard to the physical actions, the verbal actions also, what we are saying, what is the purpose? And then is it suitable or it's not suitable? And also, uh, when it comes to... Uh, the body also, the, the domain or what we are doing, is it, is it appropriate? Where we are going? Uh, so the aspect of, uh, of uh, uh, gochara, the aspect of, um, yes, the, the, it's called the domain, but uh, like, I mean, the, 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 the Pali word is, is just an easy thing uh, that, that can give us a clue. The Pali words refer to uh, uh, go chara go that, that means the, the cows and then chara that means uh, the walking so that means the pasture the pasture of the cows right so uh, when what we are doing with our body is it is it in the in the in the correct field huh? is it is it uh, appropriate in in the sense of uh, of uh, of uh, a domain huh? right but also in regard to the mind, because now mindfulness is not uh, going to be limited to, to the physical aspects, but it's going to include the aspect of the mind. So what we are thinking, we will come more and more aware of the purpose of our thinking and also the suitability of our thinking and also the possibility for us to, to develop the mind. So... In that sense, huh, we, we come to be more and more mindful, more and more aware of the present moment in a way that not only physical activities are kind of uh, evaluated and then also adjusted appropriately, but also we see how to adjust the, the dynamic of our mind what we can develop with the mind, which, which type of uh, thoughts we will feed ourselves. So that aspect of clear comprehension, when it comes to the mental dimension, will include all kinds of meditation. So some, some aspects of the meditation, it's not uh, meditation, you have, we have two types of meditation, like uh, the, 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 the main one will be the, the Vipassana, insight meditation, right? So insight meditation is just for you to be uh, knowing reality as it is. Huh? You are just uh, observing phenomena as they are, and then you see deeper and deeper, and you understand deeper and deeper uh, these very phenomena. But the practice of samatha, of serenity, has a different purpose. And the purpose is to develop the mind. But before also we develop the mind, we have, to be v we have to be very clear. And that means the mind has to be very balanced. So that's why if, when we are doing things, we see the quality of our mind. By seeing the quality of our mind, we are able to bring some balance. If we are too energetic, we slow down a little bit. If we are too lethargic and too lazy, then we give up, we give a little bit of energy. Huh? And then, 
by using specific objects. So that's why in the field of uh, Samatha meditation, we, are, we have all kinds of meditation topics that, 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 that are there just to, uh, to, to feed and to give us a kind of exercises. Like this morning, I suggested that, uh, that you think about things that you do well in your life. Well, you, 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 you think about the uh, good things that you have done. Or, so this is a cultivation. Sometimes also, you can think about, I mean, like a, a meta or uh, these types of things are and can be classified in meditation subjects. If you like, we can, but I'm sure you, you, you know uh, some of these uh, specific uh, meditation subjects. So now uh, I'm not going to, uh, uh, to deal uh, with them unless you have uh, specific questions. Huh? And then I will, I will try to, uh, uh, to, 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 to go through that, uh, to that chart. So first we have governing the sense faculties. Then the distance of the object is a little bit, uh, is a little bit far away. Huh? So you just have a kind of distance. Then the second uh, aspect of it is the mindfulness and clear comprehension. That means you are a little bit closer to, to, to what is happening. And then what is the object? Actually the object is mostly related to your body and to your mind. So that means when you start, you don't need to be, uh, you know, just to be very sensitive about the, the subtle things that is happening here and there. No, it doesn't matter. You are just aware. Like you are just sitting there and then you are in the present moment, you relax, but you are able to, 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 to know your mind and then also to kind of have a, a, some control on, on your sense faculties. But the mind will be observing the objects from uh, the object of body and then the object of mind from a little bit of distance. With mindfulness and clear, clear comprehension, then that uh, distance, no, the psychological distance from body and mind and also from the objects will come a little bit closer because you, you are uh, approaching, you are able to, because of the, 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 the closeness of, uh, of, uh, of the observation, then you are able to, to understand a little bit more what is happening in the body and also in the mind. But still, there is a kind of distance. But the distance that is clear enough for you to evaluate and then to judge about the situation. So that's why mindfulness and clear comprehension. So in regard to the aspect of clear comprehension, when I spoke about gochara, the, the clear comprehension of the domain of your mind, when you are developing some specific object of meditation, especially in regard to samatha, then you choose, you choose an object like you like to watch the breath, no? so then you watch the breath and then you, then you just watch the breath again and again. No? So you come very close to, to that object of meditation. Or you practice metta, also you start to be very happy and then, and then you get very happy and so you, you feel the, the whole room and the, the whole universe with, uh, with these feelings of metta. So then you come closer and closer to your meditation uh, subject. And then also in regard to other aspects of the body also, these aspects of the body can be a subject of meditation on which the mind will be able to get closer and closer to a point where the mind can get absorbed. That means you are so, 
interested, you are so happy with this, with your meditation, that the mind gets in the object, or the object gets over your mind. So this is what is called absorption, and this is uh, some, uh, it can be a deep state of, uh, of meditation. Hmm? But uh, I'd like uh, also to mention that uh, these things can happen just naturally when the mind is very clear, when the mind is very calm, and then also uh, all the, 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 these conditions can happen very naturally, and then you are so close to the object that a lot of, uh, you know, the, the, these good feelings that, that makes you uh, concentrated develop to the point where absorption can happen. But it's not necessary. It is not necessary. As long as the mind is clear, uh, and also as, as, as long as the mind has developed a kind of force, a kind of strength that enables it to observe properly, then it's enough to go to the stage of uh, vipassana, the stage of insight. And this is what is interesting us. Uh. So we see also, depending on, on our character, we are all different. So some people are, are very easily, they get concentrated, and then they, they can get very, very strong concentration without any problems. No? People also who have a lot of faith, for example, they are very devotional, and then they trust so much what they are doing that when they do something, they do it fully. No? And the same thing with the meditation. You tell them, okay, now just watch your breath or just practice metta, and then they will do it, and then they will just get very concentrated and to the point of absorption. But not everybody is the same, so it may happen that this is not your case. So uh, it doesn't matter. Huh? It doesn't matter. Because our purpose with the meditation is to understand. So as long as the mind is clear, and also as, the, as long as the mind knows what it is observing, then it's fine. So here the chart is... Uh, referring to the third, the third step of samatha, and then we see that uh, in the absorption, then the mind is in the object, right? So this is uh, uh, this is the the distance the distance from the object here is is really inside inside the object. The mind is getting inside the object. Maybe also it is worth mentioning about uh, the quality of uh, sustained application of the mind and the initial application of the mind. That means the, the, the Pali terms that uh, deal with uh, vitaka and then vichara. That means, uh, yes, the initial application of the mind and then the sustained application of the mind. So the simile for that is that uh, when... Uh, for example, when you get up in the morning uh, and then you wash your face, then when you come close to the towel, you don't just rub your face in the towel, no, isn't it? No, you take the towels, the towel with your two hands, and then you just wash your face like this, right? So this is just uh, the simi, this is just the, 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 the parallel with the, the vitaka and then the vichara. You have the two hands, and then the two hands are there to bring the towel closer to your, to your face. And then, in regard to the meditation, it's the same thing. That means the, 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 the application, the initial application of the mind, and then the sustained application of the mind is going to 
take your meditation object closer and closer to the to the to 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 to, to your mind, right? And um, And, and, and then in case you are very absorbed, huh, then you don't even need your two hands. You can just be in your towel like this, right? <laughs> but for the aspect of vipassana, huh, the two hands are necessary because we, all need, we always need the, 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 the possibility to investigate. We need to know, and then we, we, we need to look at the things, right? And then we, we need to see different perspectives. Huh? So the quality of, uh, of Vitaka and Vichara always need to be there in the case of, uh, of the Vipassana because of the scrutiny that is needed for the correct observation, for the correct uh, examination. This is why here in this uh, chart, number four, number four uh, when we see the vipassana, then the vipassana is close to the object, but it's not inside the object. It's a little bit distant. It's always distant. It's not, you are not fully absorbed into, into your, your object. You are always uh, examining. So that means you are always very close to it, but uh, 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 always with, the, with that possibility of investigation. So this is for the chart. Huh? So it's called a psychological distance from the object. You can look at it, and then we, if you like, we, we, we can come back uh, to it uh, sometime later on. Here also, the, I have a parallel type of chart, and uh, it is titled The Four Main Modes of Mindfulness. And then the mnemonic, huh, the, the terms, the key terms that I, uh, the, that, uh, I, I choose is the first one, like uh, governing the sense faculty, is the, the mnemonic is guarding. Huh? So here, guarding, so we are guarding. Then the second one, with mindfulness and clear comprehension, the mnemonic is comprehending. And then... The, in the number three, the tranquility meditation, then the, 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 the term is surrendering. That means you just surrender, right? And then in the number four, uh, insight meditation, the term that is chosen here is uh, analytical observation. So if it is too wordy, then maybe I, I like to give a simile, whether it's appropriate or not, I don't know. But, uh, uh, you know, some people were mentioning about the flies that are coming here in the summertime. Uh, they with kind of uh, really uh, skeptical eyes. The flies are coming. <laughs> so we all know about these flies, but uh, you have a fly that is called a deer fly, right? And uh, and then and then and then uh, it buzz around you. Uh, it buzz around you, and then you go on your bicycle, and then <laughs> and then at some point it just land on your body, right? And then it just bite. But it doesn't stick into in your skin. It just it just uh, take a piece of meat. Huh? <laughs> it may it may bring some bleeding, and, and then it goes away, or sometimes it, it stays there. So this will be very similar. We can we can apply the simile here with the, these four things, right? 
So the guarding is just the, the fly is guarding itself, right? And then the mindfulness and clear comprehension. Then he knows, okay, now that's a very tasty type of meat, right? And then he turns around you, and then he, the, the fly really knows what it's all, all about. Huh? And uh, when it is landing on you, then the vitaka initial application and the uh, sustained application is there, right? And then when it bites, then, then the taste is there, and then this is like the vipassana. <laughs> but we have not yet uh, talked about the aspect of samatha. Hmm. Here, you have heard about the dangerous tick. <laughs> no? They bite you, and then after that, you have to go to the hospital and then have your blood, blood tested, and then you have to. Well, unfortunately, sometimes you can be sick. I'm sorry to mention that. But uh, the thing is that uh, these uh, small insects, they just, uh, they have so much faith that uh, they trust what they are getting into and then they don't analyze so much. <laughs> so actually they know about uh, the situation a little bit and then they land on you somehow and then when they start to uh, taste it, then their whole head is there, right? So this is full absorption. <laughs> so they can they can stay like that, you know, for about two days. Huh? Two days, there's full absorption, <laughs> to the point where the at some points they they, they they will vomit, and then this is where the the disease is getting transmitted. So before two days, if you are bitten by a tick then if you are able to spot it and then remove it gently, then there is much less uh, reasons for, for, for getting the disease, right? Because, uh, because it's, it, hasn't, it might not have yet happened. But anyway, in regard to the, to the meditation, uh, we, also need to, we, also, we, we also need to be careful because, uh, because if you are too concentrated, then you may vomit at some point, right? So, so be very aware of what you are doing, huh? and then also be very clear to understand, okay, now what you are doing and what is happening. So if a deep concentration is happening, you can trust it because you understand what you are doing. It's clear. And then also if you want to develop it, because of that understanding, then there is no problem. It's not dangerous. And actually it's part of the, it's part of the path. The more you practice, the more the mind is clear, the more the mind is strong, and then also uh, the more the mind also is, is dedicated. But still, all the time, with sampadhyanya. That means the aspect of clear understanding, huh? the aspect of wisdom is going to be there together with sati, mindfulness, when you are deeply concentrated in your meditation. So since also that the meditation 
is something that has to be continuous. Mm -hmm. And then also we need the wisdom to see which distance we need to adapt and also uh, which type of approach we need to have uh, with the meditation. So because there is a continuity, meditation is there all the time. So that means that before we are sitting, we can be very mindful what we are doing. We can give quality to it. Sometimes if we are tired, it doesn't matter. We are doing what we need to do, and then also we do it with uh, as much as possible with quality. And then that quality of uh, continuity, that quality of mindfulness, if it is there, then if it is used also before we are sitting, then it will give much more strength and much more quality to your sitting. I remember like... uh, uh, many years ago when I was practicing, I thought, like uh, Nikki mentioned this morning, that the walking meditation before is not much for her, no, I think. And then the same thing with me, I like to sit in meditation, right? But I didn't consider so much uh, other aspects of, uh, of the meditation. But I had a friend who, uh, John, John, he was with me, we were monks. Huh? And, then, and then before he was sitting in the meditation, then at least for about 10 minutes or 15 minutes, he was just walking up and down, huh? just to calm his mind, just to, to bring the mind to you know, to to uh, to tame the mind a little bit gradually to that deep uh, quietness or that deep clarity that that is not distracted with so many activities. So, if we are busy, like the life is so demanding. I mean, we are all move, move, always moving, always doing things. Huh? So, uh, the the turmoil that overactivity can bring to the mind. Uh, needs to be uh, distanced, need to be a little bit separated from the actual sitting. So that's why the gradual uh, thing is, is interesting because instead of uh, stepping from a very active, uh, a very active uh, mode and then to a very quiet mode of sitting, then you can have the transition. So that's why before sitting, you just, you just do your walking meditation or if you are cleaning your cup or drinking a cup of tea or washing the dishes or whatever you are doing, you just take the time to do it, you have quality and then also you, 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 you look at, the, at, at your mind when you do it and then you, you, you bring the mind to the activity. So when you do that, before sitting, you see that when you sit, then actually there is no more the gap of, 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 of no meditation and then meditation. So the less gap we will have between no meditation and, me- and meditation will just uh, evaporate. And then all the time we will have that quality of mindfulness. All the time meditation is going to be there because wisdom and also mindfulness will uh, uh, guide us in relation to, uh, to the practice, the continuity of the practice. So it's the same thing, like the wisdom, like with this, uh, with this chart, the distance from the object, the wisdom will tell us uh, when the mind cannot be so close to the object. Huh? So when the mind cannot be so close to the object, like you are sitting and then you are just full of thinking and uh, worries or agitation, whatever it is, huh? then you know, okay, now it's not the time to force your mind to stick to an object. 
So, uh, so the wisdom we tell you, okay, now, you don't need to pay too close attention to the object. Just relax, just relax, and then the things will settle by themselves. So it comes back to that quality of uh, listening, that quality of observation, and this is all our practice of meditation, continuously. So this is also dealing with the approaches. Hmm? So the approach we have with meditation, with what we do in life, and this is what will determine the, uh, a lot of, of, of our understanding. <coughs> so also, uh, Specific meditation uh, subject, like we have not, uh, we have not, we are not telling you, okay, now you have to watch your breath and then now, now you have to do like this. Not really, because you have to see by yourself. And then we have uh, all panoply, all repertoire of, uh, of meditation uh, subject that, that uh, eventually we familiarize ourselves and then also eventually we know which type of meditation we can uh, we can adopt, no? But uh, since you are all students, you, you, you know, you know, you know mm, some kind of basic meditation, and then also uh, you know some 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 practice. Otherwise, you would not have uh, been able to spend the day. So uh, then, for example, huh, just I just want to give you a few examples of the meditation uh, uh, topics that can be used. Uh, like the, the general body posture, and also in re regard to the body, you have many types of meditation that can be done with the body. And then the body meditation, you have many aspects to it. So you have aspects that are dealing purely with uh, insight meditation, and also you have aspects of uh, of uh, body meditation that that deal uh, purely with uh, with uh, aspects of uh, samatha, uh, calm, the breath. The breath meditation is the same thing. You can use the breath just to calm your mind, strengthen your mind, concentrate your mind. And also you can use the breath as an object of insight meditation. That means with this physical phenomenon, you are able to investigate the quality of, I mean, the, 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 the physical phenomena and also the quality of the mind when the mind is in the meditation. Also the practice of metta. Sometimes you feel a metta and then you have some experience in the metta. So uh, that meditation subject also has, can be dealt in two ways. That means it can be dealt with uh, concentrate for, it can be dealt with the purpose of concentrating, concentrating the mind, huh? getting the mind calm huh? and clear. And also it can be dealt with uh, the, the aim uh, to develop your own insight. So, that's why also the practice uh, in general, in general, the, the, the practice is a, is a question of uh, samatha and then vipassana, the, the serenity and insight. And uh, it's very good if we are able to combine the two. Of course, you have some practices that just deal with only insight meditation. They don't do any kind of, of samatha. But uh, somehow, if we know the difference with this uh, subject of meditation, then we are able to, to combine uh, the aspect of samatha and then the aspect of uh, vipassana. 
I think I think it's a, it's a good balance for us to uh, uh, to be aware of okay that uh, we don't need to discard completely samatha and then also we don't need to um, just to narrow uh, our approach to vipassana just to see the way we are uh, approaching the meditation the object of uh, of of uh, our practice can be approached uh, in these two uh, in these two things So to end up, I'd like to say that liberation or awakening actually it does not come when we are far away from life, when we are far away from what is happening there, inside, outside. But the liberation is happening when we know how to approach it with understanding. So understanding is going to bring us liberation, awakening. And then that understanding is based on approach. If we know how to approach things, then wisdom will develop. So that's all. So it has a lot to do with pedagogy. If we, if we do this, you see, it's very close to, 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 to pedagogy. So the distance, the approach, and the distance, the, the, to know the distance, to adapt in order to keep a very balanced mind and a clear perspective on the object or on the situation. So I will end here. Maybe we can just uh, have a few minutes. Or like the sometimes, if you have questions, uh, the, you know the time you will have time to just to discuss. And uh, but now we will end. We will end up here with just a few minutes of uh, silence. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.